Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. Welcome to family. We chose this one. This is episode 281, The Fate of the Furious Lap 12. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode's brought to you by Diesel Kids. Be the alternative. Diesel was born to be the alternative. The alternative to luxury. The alternative to the traditional five-pocket gene. Shout out to Diesel Kids. So this is like the kids branch, brand, whatever, of the Diesel clothing line, I would imagine? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, um, you know, now is now the time has come for their for them to apply their anti-establishment spirit and passion. As long as they don't let their foot off the tiger's neck, the kid tiger neck, Tony the tiger. Okay. With us tonight, I don't know, man. I don't have the ad copy in front of me. I'm just trying to improvise here. It's okay. You're the one that gets the you. You handle all this stuff. I know. That's why I piece it together nicely and gave you a little segue, but it's okay. With us tonight, we have with us, once again, for the eighth time, I think, this lap or something. I don't know. She's been here a bunch, maybe more. We have Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Hello, Montez. Hello, hello. Welcome to the era of Fast X. Are you ready? I'm ready for the butts. You ready for the butts? Oh, yeah. There were some butts in the in the trailer. There was. Yeah. Montez wrote in her email and mentioned the butts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have a lot of Fast X talk tonight before we get into the Fate of the Furious talk. Montez, pop quiz, who gets the fuck in Fate of the Furious? Did you write it down? Do you know? Do you remember? Helen Mirren. She does. She's fucking thirsty. So good yep. job. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. And also welcome to our patrons who support us at the $5 a month level or above. This is us cordially inviting you into the podcast. You, Cassie Wilson. You, Ben mm. Milliman. You, Nick Burris. Oh. You, Alex Ellen, you, Justin Kleinman, you, Brian Rodriguez of that aforementioned, not yet mentioned on this episode, High School Slumber Party, probably won't get mentioned again, you, Haley Gerbys, you, Wes Hampton, you, Jerry Robinson, you, Dan the Duke Hayden, you, Renato DiDonato, you, Michael McGann, you, Lane Middleton, this is so much extra work, (laughs) you, Lindsay Lewandowski, you, Nate Milton of the not yet mentioned, won't get mentioned again this episode, for no real reason other than we're just not talking about it, the kings of sports, you, Jason Rainey, you, Tom Price, you, Mike Gallier, and you, the aforementioned for real this time, Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all for supporting us the $5 a month level above at too fast to forever.com. That was full Oprah. That was you went full Oprah. You know, when we're gonna have a long ass episode, why not just extend it unnecessarily early before we get into anything else? Yes, I agreed. There was something else. Oh, if you want to email family at cageclub.me, we got emails say we're gonna read about fast X. We don't normally read emails on episodes that aren't fast lane, but we got so much. Fast X news to talk about. Montez, did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you see the second the teaser trailer? In the Super Bowl for Fast X, you know I, you know I wasn't watching the Super Bowl. I don't know, like you, you <laughs> might have played like, it during the Puppy Bowl or something. You know, uh, I was reading, so I wasn't really paying attention. And then after that farmer's dog commercial that had me sitting there literally crying my eyes out, I was, I thought, fuck this, I'm not watching any of this shit anymore. Well, the Fast X trailer was like in the first twenty minutes of the game. Yeah, it oh, was yeah, like missed, very missed very it. early. That was small human bedtime, so I missed it. I was very glad for my sake that that got out of the way and the the one ad I knew was coming, the Ben Affleck at Dunkin' Donuts ad, were back to back. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to really pay attention to commercials for the rest of the night. Um, 
I have these out of my system, going to spend a lot of time answering things and tweeting things and whatever. I was thankful for that too because, you know, like I was heavily boozing. So to get the fast commercial, like the fast trailer at the beginning, I was like, cool, I could pay attention and not forget this immediately. So it worked out well. So before we get into that specifically, we got some we got some news about FastX. Montez, feel free to chime in on any of this, all of this, none of this, whatever you want. <laughs> Knowing you, probably not a lot, but you know, who knows? You, you might have thoughts. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. FastX director, Louis Leterrier, at, got asked to rewrite the entire third act on the flight to set, quote, I was literally on no sleep. So Montez, if you'll remember... Justin Lin was supposed to direct this one. Yeah. And like a week into shooting, he's like, I can't do it. And he quit. (laughs) There was an awkward, there was an awkward Instagram video where Vin is like, we're on set. Justin, how's it going today? And Justin's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like a day later, he quit. (laughs) And so they bring in Louis Leterrier uh, very quickly. um, And... It didn't feel uh, like it was that quick. I think it took them like a week and a half, two weeks. I mean, considering what they had to hire yes, was pretty true. quick. But yes, yes, in the grand scheme of things, there was uh, there was a lot of time in between. And apparently he had to rewrite the third act, which is traditionally where all the big stunts, like the set pieces and stunts are. And yeah, so that's wild. So quote, I read the script four times on the plane. I said I had some ideas and they said, great, because the whole third act is changing. Can you rewrite it tonight? <laughs> I was literally on no sleep. I'd been on no sleep for days. Obviously, this was not going to be set in stone, but I was like, okay, yeah, I got some ideas and started writing. And since the third act was changing, I needed to change the first act. So when you rewrite the third act and the first act, the second act has to go. So basically, I had to on-the-fly rebuild the airplane. So he's not only just saying that he had to rewrite the third act, he He rewrote the entire movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Last minute. On the plane ride over to go start shooting it. As it had been started to shoot already. And everybody's Pretty just like solid. sitting around. Yeah. So that's not great. I would say that's not usually a good thing. No, but it, but like based on this trailer and like the vibe that we're getting, it doesn't look yeah. like it was necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. People are people are into it. I mean, obviously we're into it, but you know, people are into it. Let's see what else, what else, what else. There is uh, we have we like I'm trying to see if there's other news before we get into the people writing in about stuff. Louis Leterrier also explained how Brian is going to be in this. Yes, he did, which is very important actually, and something that we kind of like. I I think we kind of talked about when we when we did the trailer, like when we watched the trailer. It was kind of like what we landed on, but I'm glad that we have confirmation of this. Quote, well, Brian is very much alive in the world of Fast and Furious, and they've teased him a lot in the previous movies. In nine, we see the car coming. Spoilers, Montez. Yes. It's something that is planned. The movie jumps back and forth between the past and the present. You'll see Brian in the past. You won't see him in the present. It's something that everybody has to be on board with. The Walker family is still very much a part of the franchise. You'll see how in the movie. It has to be the right amount, the right tone. I think what James Wan did at the end of Seven was perfect. The tone was perfect. Brian has to re-enter the franchise as perfectly as he left it. I, I like this so much better. I mean, like, we don't know for sure, but it seems like this is like a hard, there's just a Brian and flashbacks. And if that's the case, that means we we didn't resurrect him. But they But they also still kind of resurrected him because if they're filming new scenes in the past, you know, it's not like they're actually going back in time and Paul Walker is alive. Yeah, but we knew that, that we were going to get CGI Cody. He was on set and stuff like that, so... 
I'll take this more than them trying to make Brian a main character again. It depends on how they use it. But then Jason Rainey tweeted at us and said, just had the thought, if this jumps between the past and the present, maybe Gal returns in a flashback. Maybe some new scenes connecting Five and this movie, which, again, anybody who's Did we not see alive, Gal on set? Didn't we see Gal hanging out with them? Or, like, was she in Italy at the same time? I don't remember. Like, there's, there's it's a blur because there's so many people. Like, There I, was just rumors. There was I don't think there was okay. any pictures. I think it was just like, yeah, she's returning. It's like, okay, how? What? So, yeah, okay. I don't know. That makes sense. Some other thoughts about these movies. Anna Bolina on Twitter said, A friend of mine pointed out this looks like Furious 7 Redux. A relative of a previous Big Bad seeks revenge. I wonder if plot points that were altered due to the passing of Paul Walker will be utilized here, which I think is a very interesting take because they, you know, Montez, we talked about a lot in seven, what how they had to rewrite it. We're going to talk about it, I'm sure, again tonight, how eight likely changed when he wasn't around. Yep. So maybe they use some of those things that they wanted to use in seven here. Who knows? That'd be kind of cool if that's how it played out. Vin has a giant storyboard in his head, at least, of how this goes. So, like, I can't imagine he just, like, shelved all the Brian storylines. So, yeah, I can see him being like, okay, like, now we kind of, like, did, like, we can kind of come back to this, especially if they're, like, leaning into a a revisionist version of Five. Because with Deckard coming back to avenge, you know, the family and whatever, like, there's all these things that they've probably had to rewrite. And so if they have these ideas of how things could interact, go for it. Why not? Yeah, I'm fine with it. We heard from Cara Gale O'Regan, past full lap completer of this podcast. And she said, okay, I finally watched a trailer, listened to your app, and I can't remember if you talked about Vin Diesel's Uncanny Valley CG skin texture. Did they have to de-age him? <laughs> To add to that, uh, Alex Ellen sent me on Instagram a an, an image like a thread from Reddit. Who Ooh, it, the the thread okay. was Keanu Reeves says deep fakes are scary. Confirms his film contracts ban digital edits to his acting, and it's a thing from Variety. And so they talk about all this different stuff, whatever. And then someone replies and says, and again, this is Reddit, so take this with a grain of salt. But someone says, I also wonder how many actors do want digital edits. Seeing the Fast X trailer with Vin's suspiciously airbrushed face makes me think how egregious some, quote, touch-ups really are. And then someone responds to that and says, in Fast 9, they were definitely touching up his physique at times. In reality, he was getting a bit paunchy, which who knows if that's true. That might just be kind of cattiness, whatever. And then someone responds to that and says, y'all aren't going deep enough. I was background for a scene in Fast 9. Filming the flashback race with while the main cast was in Europe, but they needed Vin in the scene we were doing. You know what they did? They got some buff, bald guy, put black dots on his face, and had him do the scene. I asked one of the PAs what was happening. They said they were going to yeah. add Vin Diesel's face to this dude. Crazy shit. I mean, that just might be a, an issue of, ca- of of availability. Like, if you need to do two scenes and you need Vin in one, you can't be in two places at once. So, like, I don't think that's crazy, but, like... I think it's important to keep in mind that what we're seeing might not might not actually be what's being filmed. I like Kara being able to like spot it. Like I, I don't like it seemed weird in my brain, but like I couldn't pick that out for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like when once she said it, I was like, oh yeah, his skin did seem kind of weird. But like I, I would have never thought that first and foremost. And th- then for somebody on Reddit to say the same thing means that they're on to like where there's smoke, there's fire type situation, right? Right. Yep. 
I, I noted to you today that Wiki lists Louis Leterrier as the director for Eleven. I don't think that's been officially confirmed yet, yeah. but I think it's interesting that he is listed there. Well, it's definitely not Justin Lin anymore. <laughs> I don't it's definitely think. not Justin Lin. I also, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but it was written, Fast X was written by Dan Mazo, M-A-Z-E-A-U. Again, I don't know if he wrote the original version. I don't know if he came out with Louis Leterrier or whatever, but he's only written so far the screenplay, the story for Wrath of the Titans, which I don't think very many people liked, but that was about a decade ago with Sam Worthington. Well, I don't think he really wrote the screenplay of Louis Leterrier rewrote the whole fucking thing on the plane. It depends if he, if he co-wrote with him, but yeah, maybe not. But he, this guy also has, uh, he's co-writing, or he's writing Luna Park, which is a thing that was on Tom Cruise's IMDb for a while, and it's not there anymore. And he's also writing a Van Helsing reboot. So, like, this guy is maybe about to blow up. He's also got something called Cowboy Ninja Viking he's writing. That and a movie weird. called Damsel that he's writing. So, I don't know what these, this guy who has one credit suddenly has five that he's writing right now. So, I don't know where he came from, but. Um, That's interesting. Um, some of those sound kind of wacky and goofy. I don't know how he was the one who got, like, picked up for all this stuff, but good for him. Get the bag, bud. Know. Yeah, seriously. Anything Joe or Montez, well, yeah, I guess Montez, you didn't see it. Montez, if you want to watch it while we chat a little bit, here is the link to the Super Bowl ad, if you want to watch that. Joe, okay. anything you saw, anything you remember from the Super Bowl ad that was not in the main four-minute trailer? Yeah, the main thing was him driving fucking down Hoover Dam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Insane. When I saw that, I was like, oh, so that like whole bridge chase helicopter scene gets wackier? Yeah, it does. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see where it goes from there because, I mean, like, they spoil a lot of shit, but, like, I think they're going to keep, like, the big for the, the movie, right? I would hope so, but I don't know. There's also the shot of him holding Brie Larson, who's, like, limp like a rag doll in his arms. Yes, yes, so yes. That was a good something. screenshot. I didn't catch that until you posted the screenshot of it. I really like that. And that's just going to be, like, the whole situation that we were saying with Jason picked out with the, the blue blazer. The blue blazer, now, yep. this is, like, the, the chain, right? We're mm-hmm, just going to have to follow mm-hmm. this around in the trailers until we watch the movie and figure out where she is, but... I think that, yeah, it's probably going to be like Blue Blazer pointing a gun at him. There's an explosion in that scene. He carries her out of the fire, and then they're buds now. I also think, based on the tree, which seems insane, but also we spend so much time analyzing this first movie. I know, you're so good. The scene where they're barging in and they're pursuing baby Brian and Mia's on the floor screaming. I think that's 1327 based on the tree that's outside. And we see upstairs, which we've never really been upstairs. We've seen, you know, Jesse goes to detail the car upstairs. Letty takes takes Dom upstairs to give him a Mm -hmm. massage. And this is also the rebuilt 1327. You know what I mean? So these are new memories. But yeah. Yeah. New model, original parts. But... I don't know. It's, it's exciting that I was able to figure out maybe this is their. I mean, it, it makes sense that it's 1327. And if they're barging in on the Toretto family, like where else would they be? Um, but yeah, that might be 1327, which seems crazy intense. I'm glad that we get in, get more in, internal shots. And you're right. I think it's really nicely convenient for them that like they could just use whatever fucking house they want because yeah. they blew up the house. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what the deck. And it's been like what, like 20 years now, right? Since it blew up. So it blew up in... Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, right? No, in, at the beginning of seven. And so if seven was time-shifted forward... No, that's after the time-shift. 
this might have been time shifted. It's it's been about eight to ten years, maybe ten, twelve years, maybe. Yeah, so maybe like even Mia redecorated and stuff before that. Like we didn't see in thirteen twenty seven, like since the first one. So like, and they have like millions of dollars now. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Montez, any thoughts on that trailer? Um, I, I, I still have no idea what the fuck's going on. Fair enough. You'll you'll maybe <laughs> know soon. We got we got one movie discussion tonight, and then two more with you, and then you'll be back sometime later this year for Fast X. Um, we've got three emails about the trailer, and then I also have uh, some notes that I culled from IMDb that we'll talk about in a okay, little bit. Cool. But first off, cool. Wes Hampton, subject line, Fast X trailer update. What up, fam? What up, Wes? How's it going, bud? I don't have anything amazing that I glean from another 10 watches of the trailer, but here are a couple of notes. He How says many? On, I, have a, I have a question. How many times do you think our group has collectively watched the trailer? Well, so Anna responded to us saying that like it was it, the trailer had been seen 295 million times which is crazy but it's just like i looked at the article just like an insider source says i'm just like so like someone just added up the youtube view counts like that's yeah, the insider yeah. source <laughs> pretty much um how many times have we have collectively uh i would couple say hundred right a couple hundred yeah between us between mm-hmm. all of us i think we attribute to about that hey you know what maybe a little letterbox like 0.1 percent and I'm saying this like in terms of the people that we actually know about, right? Who That's like what write I mean. in? Because yeah, I know yeah. there's a bunch of listeners who like we don't know who they are because they don't write an email us family at cageclub.me sure. or join the Patreon too fast too forever I'll I'll literally mail you handwritten notes once, probably a sizable, significant chunk. I think so. That makes me proud. I'm pretty sure in the Brazil race, Wes writes, you're right about the woman at the end being Daniela Melchior. Thank from the you. front. Oh, one of the notes that I have in mind from IMDb is that she is credited as Brazilian street racer. So I would assume, uh, I mean, that might not be her name, but she's listed at least on IMDb right now as Brazilian street racer. From the front, I thought it was Mia, but from the side, I thought it was Giselle. So I went frame by frame and it looks like Daniela. The person at the other end looks like Diogo who is back in this movie. He's from Fast Five, Luis Da Silva Jr., who they won the blue Porsche uh, off of in Fast Five. That's insane. A few seconds earlier in the trailer, you can see him sitting next to Dom when they do the reversal of the This Is Brazil scene from F5. So it looks like it'll be a 2v2 race. Well, that's interesting to think that he would be on Dom's team. He seemed like he had a lot of respect for Dom in Five. And he wasn't, like, out to get him. He's like, oh, I would love to have Dominic Toretto's car in my garage. And then he, like, just loses. So I also saw, Wes writes, some pretty specific references to big action set pieces from previous movies, not just Five. There's a shootout happening on what looks like the bridge from the end of Five, which makes sense. But the Charger plane drop helicopter slam looks like a bridge similar to the one in Six. And there's a shot of Jacob coming out of a tunnel in the side of a mountain like the ones in four. Ooh. It makes me wonder if they're going to try to connect some of these other moments in other movies as well, not just five. Braga and Owen were both linked to Cypher, so who knows? I literally do not think that they have time. That That's it's my only, only concern about two this. two hours and ten minutes long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're adding three new people. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to, like, interweave this, but, like, I just don't think that they have time. I don't think that they have time. Wait, so who are the three? There's Momoa, there's Brie, and then who's the other one you're saying? Daniela Melchior or something Yes, different? yes, yes, yes. Daniela Melchior. I think she's small. There's also, I don't see, I didn't even see him in the trailer, but Alan Richson, who plays Jack Reacher in the Jack Reacher TV series, he's in the movie, too. I don't remember seeing him. He plays a character named Ames. I also don't think, and these are all people that are credited on, on IMDb, I don't think we saw Michael Rooker. I don't think we saw Cardi B. Oh, no, we didn't. We didn't. 
And we also, I don't know that we saw Scott Eastwood, little nobody, and he's also on IMDb too. So I don't know where these people are, but they're all credited on IMDb. I don't know, man. I really don't. My other IMDb note is that Rita Marino was credited as Abuela Toretto, so Grandma Toretto, but that doesn't necessarily mean Dom's grandmother. That could just mean Baby Brian's grandmother, right? It could be, it could be Dom's mom. I think that that, that makes more sense. I, I don't think that it's... they've, But they reference her as like Grandma Toretto like when this started, but I think that Dom likes to imagine himself much younger than that would be, and like she is... She's clearly older to the point where I don't think that he imagines that his mom would be that old. So I think that he's saying that this is actually his grandma. Maybe. Very possible. Who knows? Like, in the franchise, like, they never really age, right? So, like, True. Yeah. having, like, an 80, like, assumingly, like, 80-year-old lady be your mom and she was 40 and you're 40, because I imagine mm-hmm. he probably assumes his character's now, like, approaching 40 yeah montez you think you think she's grandma or mom to to dom i think she's grandma okay so she's great grandma to baby brian yeah but uh they still call her abuela i also will say at the end of fate that baby is so white i god i was thinking this the whole time and i wanted to bring that up that's like one of my main notes i was like this is a white baby right like Mm rachel's like it's blonde like this is like a blonde child I will give Rachel credit. This is also mostly a knock on us that she's like, I can't believe they recast the daughter, Hobbs's daughter in Hobbs and Shaw. We're like, did they? And then we're like, oh yeah, that's a very clearly different girl. We just like didn't pay attention to her. And then here, just like, oh no, like that's a wildly different kid. So yes, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a different child. Wes says that's it for now. I'm just still, I'm still so hyped for this and the fact that we don't have to wait another year and a half, which is very, very true. Good spot about the dude in the Porsche, bud. I really like that. That's a that's a really good eye. Communitively, like I think we've all like hit some nice fine points mm-hmm. of what's happening in the trailer, and I like it. Yeah, I'm skipping an email. I'll get to that next. That's the okay. last email, but we have one from Alex Ellenin. Subject line: Joey told me I had to send an email because Alex is DMing me on Instagram all these thoughts. I'm like, Are you gonna email in? He's like, Yeah, I might. And then like yesterday, I'm like, Are you gonna send an email? He's like. Are you giving me homework? I'm like, well, it's just optional. It's optional extra credit. So here, okay. Alex, gold star to you. Shout out to High School Summer Party. There it is announced in the episode. Go. Alex says, my Instagram conversation with Joey is basically me shit talking the episode as I listen to it and in real time and him going, okay, put it in an email though. There's no way Tess has a heel turn in Fast X. She's a good guy from the jump. That's his thing. Uh, okay. Okay. Because we're, we were, as I was editing this, and I know that you listened back, Early on, you're like, yeah, man, definitely a good guy. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, yeah, man, definitely heel turn. And Alex is like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm like, I don't know, man. This is why people love Joe, though. Because, like, he has, like, he's steadfast <laughs> to his opinions that vacillate wildly even within a single episode. No, because, like, when I first saw it, like, I didn't catch, like, all the stuff. And then Jason Reddy points out that she's, like, behind Momoa, possibly pointing a gun at Dom. But she might come to, like, Dom's rescue from behind, too. Might be. Yeah. But I, I can de- uh, I can see them trying to heel turn her. And if she does, I don't think we have the time. I don't think we have the time. I, okay, maybe not. I'm back on the she's a good guy from the beginning. This ne- Okay, okay, back in that corner. Okay, <laughs> yeah. This next one, not about the trailer, but about me saying to Alex, which I tweeted, I'm at the Magic Mike screening and it's just me and four women in their 50s. He said, I'm officially making the pitch for a podcast where Joey has to take the nice older ladies he sees movie with movies with at 10 a.m. on Saturdays to lunch and talk to them about their thoughts. I bet that they had like a little lunch date after that. If There were like, like a- two groups of two. So I think they all like went somewhere else afterwards. And, you know, 
uh, cup of tea in a chat, maybe, or something. Who knows? You should have. You should have been like, hey, can we talk about that that movie and how you feel about the Fast and the Furious franchise? And they're like, what? They're like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there were two versions of Fast X shown to test audiences in December, and Giselle Ooh. was in one of them. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Maybe in a flashback, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Joe, at some point, said he was recently heard there, quote, trying to remake White Men Can't Jump. That kind of undersells it. The movie comes out the same day as Fast X. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. I was close. Uh, here's, and then the final two thoughts together. Not Again, not about the trailer, but Patrick Mahomes named his kids Sterling and Bronze, and that's dumb as hell. Dude. Here's my kids, St- fake oh. second place and third place. <laughs> And then he says, it just dawned on me that he's Patrick Mahomes the second, so I checked, and Bronze is actually Patrick Mahomes the third, and I can't tell if that's better or worse. Oh, <laughs> it's just his nickname is Bronze, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, he's the mm-hmm, third. Mm-hmm. The, the Sterling Bronze thing was really fucking stupid. Like, when I heard that, I was really upset. I, I like I said it. This was one of these. I was reading a tweet in bed, and I go, sterling and bronze and rachel's like how fucking stupid is that like she had just seen it too like separately <laughs> she's just like so dumb see this is the thing that like everybody's just like and this is we're getting off topic here again we're God, yeah. fast and furious but like people are just like oh i don't like patrick Mahomes because his brother and i'm just like look or sister or whatever you know his family his brother his like, brother and his wife i hate i'm the like brother look, and the wife. if you don't pay attention to sports other than what's on the field i don't know any of this stuff i'm able to just appreciate him on the field oh he's a great player i really like him he seems like a good guy when he does interviews but and when, stuff too. when like, i he's... hear about the kids names or his family it's just like oh come on guys that's what sours me on it for sure yeah all right montez the one i saved for now subject line <gasps> concerned listener oh, from mike gallier addressed oh, to addressed to j j and j in parentheses oh, m oh here we go. I just, I'm going to try to do a very somber read. I don't, I don't remember. I think I read this, but I don't remember what it says. Okay. I just recently saw the new Fast X trailer, and I am hyped, but I do have to ask. With the retcons of the past movies when it comes to deaths and the possible upcoming retcon rumored, oh. do the stakes feel less impactful now? I just don't feel as worried for the team anymore as I did a few movies ago. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Mike. <laughs> established that they're invincible i really want them to kill somebody at the end of this movie though so that we can uh we can really get this cooking you know what i mean to bring back Mm -hmm. stakes i think it would really freak everyone out if they kill off like two or three characters i don't think that they will or can but i think that if they just like wiped out half the family at the end of this movie you'd be like oh shit like the next one's gonna be wild I realized today that, like, they, I think they named themselves the Fast Saga well after the Infinity Stone Saga was named. So I think they're just like, we're trying to be Avengers. How funny would it be if Momoa snaps and half of our people just, like, fade to ash? And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it goes back to just, like, and, like, Brian shows up and it's like Dom, Brian, Letty, and Mia. And they have to take down Jacob or they have to take down Momoa in the in the final movie because everybody else got snapped away. It's just like they're just doing Avengers now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would really like something like that. That would be pretty comical. <laughs> that would be amazing in the moment. And then every time we had to watch it afterward, we'd be like, what the fuck? But like, in the moment, we'd be like, did they really just snap half the family away? Yeah. That would be really that- good. I that'd would like pretty, that. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. They could just quantum them too. They can just like bury them in the quantum realm, because like Ant Man comes out soon, right? 
Ant-Man comes out this weekend as we're recording. I'm seeing it on Saturday morning at 10 a.m., hopefully with some older ladies. Yeah, Me too! You should, you should take them out to to lunch afterward. I mean, we should go out for I lunch I can almost them. guarantee you that there's going to be no pairs of 50-year-old women couples seeing this movie this weekend. I don't think that two women are going to go, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm gendering this, but I also just don't think that's the older demo ladies, for this. Yeah, yeah. Older ladies is not the demo for, for Marvel movies. Like, 30, 30 deep into Marvel movies. Yeah, they might, like, they might be there, but they're going to be there with other people. They're not going to be there, like, with each other. Like, it's not like a book club outing where they're going to go see Quantum Mania, right? Like, yeah, exactly. All right, Montez, it's that time of the night. Hit us with that sweet, sweet Montez Minute! Oh, fuck. Listen, I told myself earlier today, I said, I'm not going to write down... I'm not... <laughs> self, I'm not going to write anything down. We're just going to oh, wing Montez. it. We're gonna... Oh, Montez. You know that's a bad idea. <laughs> we're we're going to see what happens. Now, I would like to think... She just didn't have enough paper in the house to write it down. <laughs> we're eight movies deep. <laughs> she didn't have a ream. <laughs> All right, okay, now... Okay, I did... Actually, I do have, I have Reem in the other room. I should have used it. Uh, past me did um, go ahead and write down the order so that I wouldn't have to ask you guys what the order was this time. Okay, cool. Okay, cool, so cool. like the most, almost the most straightforward thing possible. You finally got that grasped. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, all right, Montez. Here we go. Hit it. So the first one, we meet uh, Brian, and yeah. he is trying to infiltrate Dom's family because he's trying to prove himself as a cop. But then he realizes that he wants to be buddies with Dom, and he wants to be with Mia, and then he lets him go at the end, and basically just go watch Point Break. Okay, you're taking this seriously tonight, I like this. Okay, that's number one. Uh, Number two. Okay, number two is, you kind of see Brian trying to make his own little family, since he saw what Dom had, and then he goes and he gets Roman, and they they team up, and they try to take down... um, Carter Worst Brown. drug lord ever. Carter Don't Barone. help her. Please don't help her. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they do. It's the, I don't know. I still don't like the second one. Um, okay, and then, next. you know, whatever. Um, so the fourth one. Very nice. Brian is now somehow in the FBI. I really still don't understand how that happened. Um, Letty is dead. Okay. Right? She's dead. She's dead. They're trying mm-hmm. to trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. That that's that's the fourth one. Okay, five. Um, so five is when we meet uh, Reyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and very important for the trailer. Yeah, Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And then this is, of course, when we realize that the franchise is going off the rails, and we're going to reorder everything because this is technically not the order that these films are supposed to be in. Okay. Letty still doesn't have her memory back. She's not in it, right? Okay. What what movie are you talking about now? I don't know what number you're on. No, that was five. Okay, Letty's not in five, but keep going. Yes, that's what, that's what I said. I said she, I don't that's think not she's what said. That's not what you said. Okay. Keep going. She's, but she's still not part of it, so technically she's she's still dead. Okay. No memory. All right, so six is... Wait, so you um, describe people who are dead as having no memory. Yeah, I mean, you would say one of the defining characteristics of being dead is you have no memory. Well, no, I, I would was, say the there inverse. Was a, there was a comma in my brain. Okay, you get, you get me off topic here. The sixth one, uh huh, is the Italian job, right? 
Nope. Five is the Italian. God damn it. Six is guys. I knew this was, I knew I was gonna <laughs> lose it. I knew I was gonna lose it after five. Um Well you also said in the middle of five that they reordered the timeline, which is not true, but keep going. That's after six. yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, I just want to make sure that everyone's still aware that I have no idea what's going on. Montez, I, this this honestly for the first two, two first two movies, maybe just the first movie. That was good. That was this great. is the this is the first time I thought you actually had seen these movies before. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so what what's 6 about? 6 is about um they kind of do a team up with Hobbs. Um we see Letty is still alive. She's a member of the other Shaw's mm-hmm. team, yep. which mm-hmm. technically that's only one Shaw because you haven't met the other Shaw yet. Mm-hmm. Although he does mention him, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. Okay. And then set, wait, and then three. Nice. Mor- Very Mor- Tokyo, nice. Very nice. Where we have a 40 year old high school student trying to learn how to drift. We got a lot of really cool montages mm-hmm. um, where he learns how to drift uh, from Han, who mm-hmm. is dead. Okay. Um, in seven. So, so, uh, so a ghost teaches a no, 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 no. high he schooler di- how to drift. He, no. He dies in seven, the beginning of seven. Kind right? of. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's a, fla- there's a flashback? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he technically dies in he he dies in three different movies, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, uh, I mean, in my defense, I did watch Seven like fifteen times, and I still couldn't tell you what it's about. True. Yep. This is where we meet the other Shaw, and he goes to avenge his uh, his brother, his little brother. Uh huh. <laughs> um, Brian rides off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know him and Mia have their uh, little their little dude. Yeah. They have their they have their family. The, he leaves. Uh-huh. He leaves the group to go, you know, live a normal life and become a farmer. Sure. The, okay. The end. Okay. Pretty. Oh wait. Pretty off the rails. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, yeah, the end. You said that already. Okay, cool. Got yeah. it. <laughs> All right, Montez, hit the showers. Take a break. Uh, let's let's. Oh boy, let's dive that into. That was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It's only going to get more. So just I don't keep, keep I don't going. do well with tests. Okay. Yeah, it took you five and a half minutes Earth time to describe the the seven movies so far, and I don't know that like past the first one, any of them were even really close to accurate. But I'm gonna, still, I'm gonna try. Good job. I'm gonna try it next time, maybe. All right, Joe. Let's let's give Montez's brain a brief break. What is your most dom moment in the Fate of the Furious? Oh fuck, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the trailer stuff. Uh, somebody else go first, please. Sorry, Joey. Could give me yours first because <laughs> like I totally forgot about the most dom moment. And I need to, like, think and breathe for a second. I think it's funny that each of these episodes proves to me that Montez has never seen any of these movies. And, Ugh. Joe, you have never recorded any of these episodes. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. Um, okay. I, like, do you want me just to pick one now? Yeah. Because I, I got one. Go okay. for it. Going against the family to get baby Brian back is probably the most dumb moment. Because the only thing that's better than family is more family. And he knew the family would accept him on the back end. So I think that's the most... It's not like a specific moment. It's just an ideal that runs through the movie. I think that like him actually partnering with Cypher to do it, although we don't like it sometimes, it makes sense that he still would absolutely do this as a character. 
Okay. I have a thought about that, but I will save it for a okay. second. Montez, what is your pick for the most Dom moment? Uh, I think mine is after they realize that Dom's uh, gone rogue and mm-hmm, Letty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mentions to them to cut him a break because the only reason that they're alive is because of him. And I'm pretty sure she's talking to, I'm pretty sure she's talking to Ramsey, mm-hmm. but so the most on moment is Letty sticking up for Dom. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have two ones that I think are both pretty pretty Dom. Sticking up for his cousin in the opening scene, that whole like racing for Fair. his cousin to yeah. whatever. I also think when Dom returns in earnest at the end, after he has the whole like you just took the foot off the tiger's neck speech and comes back to save the help the family and, you know, take on Cypher. I think that's a very Dom moment. But Joe, I think what you said, I think... By the fate of the furious being the least Dom movie, I think it becomes the most Dom movie. Really, you agree? I think I think the whole thing. Yeah, I think by being so unlike Dom because he is so Dom, makes the whole thing kind of the most Dom moment. Oh, like just the counterculture of it all. Doing whatever it takes to save and protect your family. Yeah, even family you didn't know existed before a day ago. I think so. Like, if because he knows Elena, like, it's not like Cypher's like, I got your baby, and he's like, well, prove it. It's like, he she has Elena with the baby, and Elena's like, this is your baby, you know? Right. Yeah. And I also think that he knows that, like, like I said, on the back, like, when he comes around and comes back to them, and he's like, look, I was rescuing a son I didn't know I had. Everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, we get it. You know, like, nobody's going to fault him for that, like, even if he had to, like, fight, because he's not going to, like, kill any of them, right? Right. Yes. Like, he's not, like actually gonna hurt roman letty any no. anybody involved he's not going to because it's just not in his persona but as a viewer montez did you think he might um yes really oh. you were afraid of dom well i don't think that he would have killed them i think that he would have wounded them to the point where they could no longer pursue him okay he would have been injured okay now montez you tweeted something radical scandalous <sighs> controversial about the the viewing of this movie, Montez. Before we get into your overall thoughts of the movie, what you what did you tweet? What's the what's the big reveal? What's the big revelation about this movie? You know, someone once told me, if you live long enough, you live to see yourself become the villain. Uh oh. And Roman is now my favorite character. Incredible, unbelievable. Can I tell and, you that? Okay. And and I actually loved this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so much fun. Insane. This is a, okay. I mean, and this is the first time I've ever seen it. So, like... So, the only one that's left that you've not seen is 9, right? Because you've seen Hobbs and Shaw, but you have not seen 9. So, 8 and 9 were yes. the ones that we were waiting for. So, this is the first brand new one to you. Yes. And I've only seen parts of Hobbs and Shaw. So, technically, okay. I haven't okay. seen it. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, we're we're approaching new new ground here. But you love this movie. I did. Wow. Well, I want to know what you loved about... Can I... Oh, I just want to throw my tidbit in this time. As I was watching it this time... I realized that a lot of the shit that The Rock says in this movie, I find irritating. Like, okay. He, in the sense, like, he has, like, these, like, these, like, disses, and I couldn't help but think of you. It felt like The Rock is taking the Hobbs character too far. Like, he he says, like, he says something about, like, his, like, his, like, I'm gonna, I'm making something up, but it's, it's along these lines. He's like, I'm gonna slap the wiener garage off your face or something like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like really bud like i get that you could like make fun of him but like that was a weird one and then he calls him yeah one of the things he says is i'm gonna put 
like punch your teeth down in your throat and you're having to stick a toothbrush up your butt to brush your teeth? Yeah, it was like okay, like that that one that one wasn't even like the worst of the. It was like the Wiener Garage one. Yeah, Mont- Montez, did you watch the two hour fifteen minute or the two hour thirty minute version? Two fifteen. Okay, because I don't think I don't think the Dick Garage. I think it's Dick Garage. I don't think that's in the shorter one. Okay, okay, fair. But it's it's another thing that he says to. It's in the back and forth with him and Deckard. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, so it's the same thing. So Montez, I don't know if you saw. There's stuff in the extended cut that like I think. Um, it's it's more Hobbsy to Joe's point than in the like it, more Hobbsy and less Hobbsy at the same time. Got it. But no, I'm I'm with you. Even in the shorter version, I it feels a little forced. It was just like it seemed like they gave him. They were like, "Hey, just ad lib something that Hobbs would say," and he's like, "Okay, Dick Garage," and you're like, um. "I think, I think, I think." Like we talked about before. I think what they're doing here is they're like, can these characters be spun off? Can we figure out if their chemistry together works? If it's funny, if it's believable, if it's action, if people like it. That's fair. Clearly it worked. Dumb brain I am. I'm like, man, they're really good together. They should do a – oh, they did a spinoff and nobody really liked it and there's not going to be a second one. Not that people didn't like it, but you know what I mean? But like it it fizzled, right? Maybe because of COVID. Who knows? But like I do think as sort of unhobsy as part of this is – I like the two of them together. I think I like I think the two they work of them together. together. That's fine. I definitely get it. I like the chemistry between them. I hope that we get the same thing with Han and Shaw in the next one. I'm fine with that. That's awesome. But it was just like just this, just this watch. I was like, mm, couple of these things. He because he says something else to like to Roman when they're like after the submarine that was weird too. Like he doesn't call him a spaz, but he calls him like like something else stupid and i was like what are you doing man i don't know i will say there are a lot of lines a lot of nicknames and stuff in here that like i either hadn't remembered or like there's everybody's giving everybody's nicknames in this like little nobody is rules little nobody is training wheels little nobody is yeah. little nobody like yeah, it's everything yeah. right like they're they're just trying things hobbs saying the shaw i peed in your tea you know all these different things like it feels like this is a mostly written like one-liners trying to be funny but Montez, is that what you like? What did you love about Roma? Was it just the humor? Like, what what clicked this movie that he didn't? Because famously, as you might remember, I hated Roman in this movie, and eventually yes. I got Stockholm into loving Roman in this movie. Um, I still think he's better in two. Like, I think that's the better Roman. But I think that in this movie, he's serving a, uh, an important purpose. But like, what about Roman in this movie? Turn the tide for you. If you didn't like the sort of like the kind of the overtop Hobbesy stuff, like, what did you love about Roman? Uh, so I really enjoyed the fact that we've kind of, j- he's just like, the franchise has just embraced who he is and kind of just like amped it up. So having watched this movie for the first time, I watched it from the, the, the lens of having listened to hours and hours and hours of this podcast. Yes. And Thank then- you for your service. <laughs> um, but just like some of the banter and uh, some of his one-liners I thought were really funny. I thought it was hilarious when he was there sitting and holding and he's like, I've been sitting here for four hours. I can see my ribs. It's time to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, just like stupid stuff. I mean, the rock stuff didn't bother me. Um, I didn't not like it. I could tell that it was, it felt a little forced, but I mean, it didn't. Don't get hung up on me. You're good. Just keep going. Yeah, no, it, it didn't bother me at all. So um, I really thought that him and uh, Jason Statham, when they were in prison together, was pretty funny. Like, just their, their back and forth. 
I just thought it was I just thought it was funny. So in this movie you liked it so much because you liked the comedy aspects of it. Yeah, I mean, I also like the seriousness of it. I feel like this is the first time that I've ever actually seen Dom do or s- maybe it's just cuz I haven't been paying attention but actually doing something more <laughs> me- me- mechanic like Oh my so god, be- she admitted. <laughs> So, like, at the beginning when he's working on the car and he's, like, talking about the car and he's doing all this stuff. I feel like that's the first time I ever actually saw him, you know, be a mechanic. Well, he's a superhero now. He doesn't have time to mechanic around all Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The the man should have fucking burned to death in the first five minutes of this movie. There's no way that he would have survived that car being absolutely on fire. No wounds anywhere on his person. His hands would have been ruined. Just stupid but again i'm embracing the fact that he is now subhuman superhuman um he cannot very, be hurt. very different definition subhuman and superhuman opposites yeah, polar right opposites. i yes after i said subhuman i i realized that was the wrong term i just decided to embrace that the franchise has gone off the rails do you feel like you're getting to know the characters better or do you think that like are they just doing different things? Like, do you know who these people are better than you ever have before? Or is it just like you're just getting glimpses into other things? I think it's just getting glimpses into other things. Honestly, I, I think without listening to you guys talk about these movies so much that I wouldn't, I wouldn't know as much as I do about their backstories and who they are as, like, people. We made all of them up. Yeah, probably. I watching this movie this time you know what i think is like a really really cool part of a set piece that like i don't think i really appreciated before is when they stop the explosion by pulling up and like hugging dom with their cars Mm. i was like man you know what that was a really cool little tidbit there and like you know you see the sub come out you see the whole like them spinning the cars around whatever whatever but like the explosion and them coming together and and choreographing the dance for it everything that they needed to do i was like this is kind of awesome it's kind of the most like family way they could have saved them and they did it so the most dom moment is almost what they do to dom yeah, I think if Dom could simultaneously drive, like, six cars, he would have done the same thing for Letty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My biggest question about this movie, the thing that, that really stood out to me this time, okay. is at the end, on the rooftop, don't know whose rooftop that is, we, we never know, maybe it's, we a, never know. maybe it's a nobody thing, whatever. Yeah. But Mr. Nobody goes, hey, I uh, got you a party favor. And he gives a box to Hobbs, and Hobbs opens it up, and it's his gun and his badge, right? And he yeah. says to his daughter, like, Daddy's going to stay home, right? Like, he's like, I'm, I'm good. I want to know, did did Mr. Nobody wrap that up, or did someone else wrap that up? Like, did he go Ooh. to, you know, did he go to, like, a craft store? Did he go to, like, a, a, a gift shop, like, a, maybe a Hallmark? I got the and, like, answer. I, I need a really nice box. I need a really nice ribbon. I need some, you know, really nice tissue paper for a gun and a badge. The answer's right in dude. front of your face, dude. Yeah? Yeah, he made he made Little Nobody do it. That's schlep work. I don't think Little Nobody would be good at that kind of thing. I think this is a very I nice presentation of the box. You it. think so? Okay. Yeah, I think that's like his like hidden talent. I think he might like be the best person at White Elephant, too. Wow. Now, Montez, this is the first Little Nobody, first Scott Eastwood in the movies. What would you think of him as 
kind of a main-ish character now. I really enjoyed Training Wheels. I love that he hated everything about what everyone was saying. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. He's kind of like he's kind of like me when I first came into this franchise. N- no one liked you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, that he hated he hated everybody. That he had no idea what was going on. He really okay. just wanted wanted to do his job. He just wanted to you know go home. Now, what we've said, you might remember from us saying basically every time we watch this movie, wouldn't that role be better? That character be better if he was played by. Mr. Zac Efron. I mean, sure, everything's always better if it's played by Zac Efron. Amen. I agree. I'm right with you. I would love to, I still want it to be Zac Efron. I was thinking that as I was watching it this time, too. But I think, I think Zac might be a little too short. Like, I think that some of the, well, you know, but I think that some of these guys might be way too tall for him. Scott Eastwood is 5'11". Okay. See, he's tall. Zac, Ef- Zac Efron, 5'8". That's Not radically different, but no. you know, a couple inches, a couple inches. A couple inches, a couple inches. And The Rock is monstrous, right? Yeah, 6'5". <laughs> yeah. Montez, what else about this movie? What else did you... Is there, okay, I want to get more into the love, but is there anything about this movie you didn't love? Charlize's wig is what I okay. have in my hate column. Okay. Now, do you know what her hair looks like in 9? Um, No. Okay, we're going to save that. Actually, that's a question we're going to get. I forgot to do. We, we, we have questions in this. Got to get to it now. Montez, we got okay. some either or questions because the hair is one for nine. Okay. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or by drowning in icy water? Nah, fire explosion all the way. Going out like okay. a hero? Yeah. I would hug you with my car, Montez. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Montez... No context. You might know what this means. You might not if you zoned out. Who knows? No context. Just answer the question. Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? Yeah, but what's my last name? Montez. (laughs) Collins. Uh, Actually, Collins. Yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. That might be the first time anybody's answered Revenge of the Nerds. Well, you answered Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds is great. Uh, so far, out of 39 responses, 17.95% have said Revenge of the Nerds. Mm, interesting. Overwhelmingly, 71% say The Dark Knight, and 10% said something else altogether. So, yeah, that's very clearly, definitively. Also, Icy Water is very underpicked. So, Montez, the favorite on the fiery explosion, the underdog on Revenge of the Nerds. Do you remember, do you know why we're asking that question? Yes, at the end of the movie. Yeah. What what about the end of the movie? <laughs> they ask, would she prefer Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? And she responds with, but what? which one of you knows my last name? Yes. yes. Wait, were you when I said, what? when yes. I asked Dark Knight, Montez, Montez knows these movies better than I do. <laughs> Montez, do you want to host this podcast instead of yeah, me? Exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. You, you and Joe doing this podcast together where neither of you remember Wild. even what movie you're Absolute supposed to watch. Absolute chaos. <laughs> Just like, did we watch this movie? It would the the title of the movie would be in the name of the episode, and that's probably it. That's probably yeah. as much we would get out. It would about it the would movie. be it would be an hour of us trying to remember what happened in the movie, and I had just turned it off. Yep, yep. I'd probably have it on in the background. I will not put this person on blast, but there have been uh, guests of this show, a guest of this show who has been get a guest on Brian's show who watched the wrong movie for Brian's show. And okay. so I feel like that would happen. I've never you know, done that. I have never, ever done that. 
I literally bought a domain to prevent that from happening. Yes. That's, it's because of Joey's babysitting, but I have never done that. Which I'm very happy about. Yeah. Exactly. I think we've come close, but we haven't actually... I definitely forgot to do the minute once, but I've never watched them, like, never forgot to watch the movie. Yeah. So. Or watch the wrong movie. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, Montez, so you wrote down her hair. You don't like Charlize's wig. You don't like Cypher's wig. What do you think of Charlize overall? What do you think of Cypher as a character? She's the big bad in this movie. What do you think of her as a villain? I thought she was kind of annoying. Any reason? No, I just... She just Other like, than women hate women? Yeah. Now, now hold on. <laughs> I don't know what it was about her character. I guess it was the fact that... I don't know. Maybe it was just the, the fact that she wanted something and... See, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why they couldn't do any of this without Dom. What do you mean? Like, why did she have to hold Elena hostage? Why couldn't they have finished this job without Dom? Why couldn't who have finished the job? What's the question you're asking? Uh, So, uh, stealing the, what was it, nuclear football? Right. So they're stealing it because she needs it. Right. So he gathers the whole crew because he can't do it alone. And so when he has it, he then heel turns and, you know, flips over Hobbs's car. Yeah, and they're trying away. to keep it from her, kind of. Well, they don't. They don't know she exists. Dom's the only one who knows yeah, she exists. But yeah, but I mean, they they Hobbs wants it because they're trying to keep it safe in the beginning. Okay, never mind. At the very very yes. beginning. Yes. Now that you say that, yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Okay. You have just recalled the entire scene for me. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> we connected there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice that that Cypher is wearing a Metallica t-shirt in the beginning of this movie? And that feels kind of on brand and kind of not at the same time. No, we talked about that before because I okay. love it. I like. I think it's a very nice detail. Like, I think she is kind of the like Christian Bale in the big short, just like in her office on the plane, blaring metal as everyone's okay. just like, fucking god damn it. Because I, I don't know if she's like the demo for like a Metallica like... Fan. Can you imagine headbanging with that with those with that weave? I know. No. True. True. There is a line. Okay. So here's a. Uh, I don't know if we should reveal it. I, maybe not. But there's you. You've heard it before, Montez. But we have this theory that Mister Nobody's actually a villain. Yeah. And we don't I really would save get this to till it. next time. I know. But there's a line, and it's part of. I just. I'm, okay, I'm framing it. that for context. It's also, she's she's listening enough that she knows our yeah, yeah, thoughts yeah, on for those sure, things. For sure. For sure. For sure. There's a line when. He's talking to Letty, and she asks about Dom and Cypher, and she goes, do you know why? Like, why is he doing this? And he says to her, gee, Letty, no, I don't. And I'm like, why are you being, like, weird and catty here? Like, clearly he knows. She doesn't have to ask him, but it's just like, why are you being rude? Like, this woman's husband, her betrothed, just turned on On their honeymoon, yeah. On, On their honeymoon in Cuba. He's gone. He's now with this woman who's trying to kill them. And she's like, just looking for answers. And he's just like being like a, a diva. And I'm like, why? Why wouldn't he just tell? Her? I guess it's like for us. I think, it was, for more, the, for the I think it was more mysterious than like catty or petty. No, he goes, he goes, gee, Letty. No, I don't. Like, oh, come on, d- you dumb bitch. <laughs> Fair. Fair. It's it's so rude that I'm like I don't know why this is like this. I think I, never I think that he was saying like I you know I can't tell you not you're an idiot and of course I know it's like it like 
like, no, I have to say I can't, I don't know because I cannot tell you. The way he... It's, like, classified type The way he but, says it, it's like he knows that Elena is on the plane or whatever, and that maybe Brian is there, too. But, like, if this was real, I think if Mr. Nobody knew what he knew, he would say, hey, Dom is with her now because, like, they captured Elena. Do you remember Elena from Brazil? Uh, Dom has a love child with her. What? He would just disclose everything? I think you have to, because the because the whole the central mystery of this movie is why is Dom doing this? He's like, well, I know the answer. Like he wouldn't not tell them. Maybe he wouldn't tell them about the baby, but he would be like, oh, because they have Elena. But it. But maybe he thinks that Letty is like gonna go off the rails and be like, well, we're not gonna help, or you know that they would leave because maybe he he thinks that she's got it out for Elena. The women's be crazy theory? That's what you're going yes. with? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he just thinks, like, I, I don't think she can emotionally handle it. Like, yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, like, he just abandoned her on their honeymoon to go after another woman. It, it was weird. Like, I like I, I know that, like, so much of movies, like, these movies and all movies, is, like, keeping things from the audience so that we're in the dark and that it's, it's narratively compelling for us. But I feel like if this were real, he would share a lot more information that he clearly knows... Unless he just doesn't understand sarcasm, or that could be true too, yeah. Or is it like, like the Rock's character is leaning a little too hard into his character? I feel like it's kind of on brand for Mister Nobody to be a smartass. Maybe that was just the wrong take that they went with. Fair, yeah. I think it's that's probably very likely of what happened. But um, I liked sussing out whether Mister Nobody's a petty bitch or not. It was, it's weird. Next time, you know, in nine months or whenever we get to this movie again, Joe, yeah. listen for that line. He goes, gee, Letty, no, I don't. It's just like, hmm. I will. Montez, what else about, so you have, so your quadrants, you have love, hate, fuck, most dom. Is there a fifth one? I have other thoughts. Other thoughts. What, what, hit us with another thought. The only other thing that I wrote down, because you did tell me that I didn't have to worry about taking a whole bunch of notes, I wrote down um, Helen Mirren when she's talking about God's Eye. She says it's called something like Devil's what, Devil's Bunghole. Bung Devil's yes. Bunghole, yeah. <laughs> and you really like that? I thought it was hilarious. What I just love Helen her? Mirren. Because this is the debut of Queenie in the franchise. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my friends who clearly do not watch these movies because if they did, they would be on the podcast. And yeah. uh, they haven't because they don't. And they're like, wait, Helen Mirren's in these movies? I'm like, she's the only one who's been in every movie since she has been. Like, she's like she was introduced in eight and she was in eight Hobbs, nine and she's in ten. Like, she's the only one who, like, crosses over. Like, she's the only, like, connective tissue. She's just the only one that is always in these movies. And, like, there's something special, I think, that is to be said about that. Like, Helen Mirren is, like, the Winston Wolf of, like, the Tarantino universe. She oh, can yeah. cross over. He hasn't. But, like, she can go in Hobbs and Shaw. She can come in these. Um, she's definitely going to be in, if there's, like, a a, a, a Letty one, she's definitely going to be in that. Actually, I just realized that there's someone else who's been in every movie since he was introduced that I won't uh, spoil the credit scene in Nine. That okay. gentleman has yes. been in every movie since he was introduced too, but true, true, not true, like true. in the main movie. So I don't know, but yeah, like she's, I mean, Helen Mirren's great. We love Helen. We, we, we love Helen Mirren. Vin loves an older woman and we love Helen Mirren as well. I agree. What do you think of the whole Shaw dynamic, Montez, the Mama Shaw, two Shaw sons working together in tandem on this plane? Are you looking forward to finally fully watching Hobbs and Shaw? Yes, I am. It's actually a lot of, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think you'll like yeah. this one a lot. 
now that I know more of the story and that I've actually paid, a, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say this because I don't want now, Joey to now lose it. Now that you've it. paid attention, now that you've paid attention, <laughs> now that you've actually you know seen a movie that you watched yes. mm-hmm, with your eyes and your brain. Yes. Um, I'm excited to watch it fully oh. all the way through. How much of it would you say you've seen more or less than half of it? If you had to guess, uh, less than half. Really? Okay, cool. I want to say it was on TV one day at my parents' house, and then I watched it for like a brief minute, and then I went outside or something. Mm. These movies the famously always on TV. Yeah. Always on TV. All of them. Uh, Montez, other thoughts? Any other other thoughts in your other thoughts? Other thoughts in general? Things you love? Things you hated? Things you're looking forward to in nine? Do you like the sort of lack of resolution of Cypher just jumping out of the plane at the end of this movie? Yeah, because I mean, it's clearly setting it up for the continuation. Okay, so you like that. You don't mind that. No, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Knowing what I know that there's, you know, multiple other movies. I mean, if I had watched this when it first came out, that probably would have annoyed me. But knowing that I have more movies to continue watching, it okay. doesn't bother me. I think we've come to that conclusion, right, Joe? That, like, not knowing the resolution of Cypher for years, it's just like, what are they doing with this? And then you see what they're doing in 9, you're like, okay, like, I get a little bit more, right? Like, there's Yeah, and I think when 10 to... comes out, we're going to be like, okay. And, yeah, that, that we always, like, pitch it as, like, this is kind of like the beginning of the last arc, you know, mm-hmm. like Cypher will carry through. I'm, I'm explaining for Montez, but I'm sure she knows. But yeah, so like as it unfolds, like looking back on it, we'll be more happy with how it unfolded. Well, like the biggest frustration that I have, this is like, like the thing that Joe said on this podcast that like really blew my mind was he's like, Jocelyn comes in for three and then he's, he, he just figures out what's going on. Then he sets up four, five, six of this trilogy. And he's like, look, Justin comes back. He knows what he's doing now. Nine's had 11 going to be the second trilogy. And like, we're not getting that with 10 because he quit. But it's just like, there's something to like having a story and knowing like where you're going with things and Mm -hmm. like setting things up and like being able to like land it and pay it off and whatever. And I think it's it's hard to have a different writer come in each time or a different director come in each time and like keep consistent in terms of look and feel and also like a story that makes sense and also something that's just like fun to watch. So like... I think 10 is going to be good, but if 10 is good, like there's a, it needs to do a lot of things, right? Like it has to, there's a, it's hard to be a good 10th movie in a franchise. It really is. It really, really is. But, um, I'm hoping that they do and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Mondo's any other thoughts, any other notes, any other nicknames that you liked? Nope. I like that Dex calls baby Brian Govna when he puts the headphones on. Yes. Govna. I loved, okay, I'd take that back. I loved that whole dynamic between the two of them. I was actually telling Sean about that earlier. I was saying um, that I watched this movie today and my favorite part was when he puts the headphones on him and then turns on Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. I, I need a movie of just that, like just the two of them. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. Like, I th- has So we're, we're doing our next episode is... The Pacifier, where Vin Diesel's like, I can do a kids movie. I love that movie so much. Has Statham done that? Oh, I don't know. I can't think of it. I feel like I need a spinoff of, like, what was uh, Jason Statham and Baby Brian doing before they got to the roof? Yeah, like the the journey back from the plane? Yeah. Like him just, like, him, like, uh, like, cuckooing him, you know, like, oh. Yeah. I'm looking now, so Statham has a voice in Nomeo and Julia, but he's not the lead. He's in the Pink Panther, the Steve Martin one, but he's not the lead. I don't know if those are really, like, pacifier-level kids' movies. No. Fair, yeah. I don't think he's ever done a kids' movie. I guess, like, he's, like, 
he he looks like he's like a, a London street criminal, so like maybe it wouldn't work. But like also like it doesn't look like Hobbs like you know The Rock or Vin Diesel should work too. And like that's the whole point of it, right? So like yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, there was another thought that I had. What Roman at one point is he's like looking at like they're looking at they're trying to figure out this thing is and Roman goes, it looks like a it looks like a bank account, and they go that's the longitude. So like. If you if you've seen latitude and longitude, it's very clearly that's what like that's not like what a bank account. That's not what literally anything else looks <laughs> no. like. It's very clearly one thing. So Roman just saw numbers and was like bank account. Bank account. Yeah. And mind like, on mind on my money and my money on my mind. They're like not even close. It would be it's just like oh that looks like the McDonald's drive-through menu. A bunch of numbers. It's like well okay like I get that you're hungry but like that's kind of close. I don't know. It's just like bank accounts. Like no. Not no. What? No. Yeah, I, I that's that's a weird and it's like maybe like I don't know, what does a Swiss bank account number look like? Maybe he's thinking of that. I but think it's just more numbers. I think it's just numbers, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's like, you know, degrees or like minutes. Yes. Yes. Negative. No. Uh yeah. I don't know. Joe, other thoughts, other notes, anything else that occurred to you now that we know Oh, we could try to play. I don't know if we really know. Where do you think Momoa, as Dante, as the son of Reyes, is he at all tracking the family in this movie? Is he no, at I all you, I intertwined? Told you I told you my theories when we when not we on air though. Did you? Did we don't know. I think we on talked, the trailer in the trailer. We did on I that said, episode. Okay. Yeah, I think that he's just. I think that he's just in the background plotting. He's just gathering weapons, gathering crew, painting his nails, just getting ready. Montez, what do you think, Jason Momoa as Dante? This character who did not exist before the trailer, before this movie. What do you think he's been doing in the 10 or 15 years between Fast Five and Fast X? Uh, I don't have any educated guesses here. Maybe he's been trying to take over his dad's business. Well, his dad is dead. Maybe he's trying to make sense of it all. You know, maybe he was he went on a walkabout. He's trying to find himself. You can still take over the business even if your dad is dead. It doesn't, yeah. like, yeah. He doesn't need to be alive for the business. Like, when you die, your business doesn't die. Does he have a business, or he just has, like, he's just The cartel is a off. business. Yeah. He, that's how he connected to Tokyo Drift, too. Like, what? Uncle Kamada, like, the Yakuza, the cartel, right? Like, it's... So you think, like, if Uncle Kamada died, DK would just, like, step in? No, because he got excommunicated. He got drifted away, no, I mean, I mean, like, bef- before, before he loses <laughs> the race. I don't think so, because he was, like, a little fuck. There's, like, hierarchy in that. Like, he doesn't seem like he was, like, the right-hand man of Uncle Kamada. He's just, like, Han says, like, what, are you, you're playing gangster in your garage or whatever. Like, you're not, like, an actual gangster. Like, Kamada has, like, goons that, like, stand outside his door and, like, other cronies and shit. Like, like I, feel, I feel like so much of Reyes' power is in paying people off, like, having people on his payroll. And I feel like they respect him or they fear him or whatever. They, they, they're beholden to him because he pays them. And then if, if if a son just steps in, like I don't know that they would respect Dante. Maybe depends on the relationship. You yeah. watch Sopranos, you know what I mean? Like it's it's all in how it goes, man. Um, that's also I was thinking something in nine, like a, a spoiled sort of rich son too. So like there's there's daddy issues all throughout these movies. I think so. Yeah. Montez, any other thoughts? Good, bad, otherwise? I got I got nothing. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it's all gonna go. 
you know, we're gonna have to wait six weeks for that for nine to continue the main franchise because the next movie we're watching is Hobbs and Shaw. So we're gonna take a little bit of a detour. That as of now, as of as of press time, uh, there's no second one. So maybe maybe in the, the couple days before this comes out, there'll be a second one released. Who knows? Uh, probably not, but maybe. But it, it, it's it try to go into it not expecting more than just like kind of a fun distraction. Like instead of yeah. like, hey, we're setting up another uh, franchise in within a franchise or whatever. Just like, hey. This is fun. That's where I'm at. Joe, thoughts, notes, comments, questions, concerns? No, I, I, I felt like for some reason I was just like paying super attention to it this time because like, like I think I'm getting so juiced for 10 now that like mm-hmm. I'm hyper focusing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I can't wait to rewatch 9 with the context that we have from the trailer and I can't wait to watch 10 when it comes out too. So that's what I'm that's where I'm my brain's at right now. Well, then let us play This Ain't No 10 second race aka boy do we have a podcast for you boy do we have a podcast for you come and check out our show yeah yeah oh i know exactly what i'm doing this is oh, be the easiest one ever i have well yeah i i know exactly what you're gonna do too i have a specific one that i like but before while you guys look for tweets i'm gonna review last time remember we had brian late night slumber party high school slumber party there it is mentioned again rodriguez he did one for himself, two for charity. Also, if you'll remember, Montez did the same tweet as me, which still feels insane. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that we're not all just picking Elon tweets tonight, because apparently, did you guys hear that he, they, so he fired the engineer who said, people just don't want to see your tweets anymore, like, just, like that's just how Twitter works. And then, uh, yes. so he fired that guy, and then they rewrote the algorithm literally like to just show people his tweets yeah he was mad that he didn't get enough uh stees from his super bowl post so yeah th- this is beautiful chaos and i hope that all of this is true and it's just like ego stoking yeah, yeah. i really love it okay so last time i found court eisman at court eisman we don't talk enough about the fact that Infurious 7 and Kurt Russell used what could have possibly been last words to try to convince Dom to switch from Coronas to Belgian beer. Bel- Belgian beer. And she puts a screenshot of Try the Belgian Ale Man. And we said, we have so many theories about this scene. We have talked about this scene so many times. We are right there with you. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Reaction Rocket responds. We respond to Reaction Rocket. He responds again. Michael Moser responds. Court tagged in every single one of these tweets. Court could not give a shit about Fuck. any of us. No way. Locked out. Court's mentions, her notifications, blowing up. Bunch of dudes just being like, hey, let's talk about these movies. And she's just like, nope. I'm out. Don't I'm out. care. Swing and a miss. Joe, you found... Lyra Esquire is not Daredevil at Pink Ranger LB. You see this new book revisits. Oh, I forgot the events of the first Twilight novel. This is from three years ago. But instead of being from the perspective of Bella, it is told from the perspective of Dominic Dom Toretto from the Fast and Furious franchise. And we said, Lyra, 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 we have you have no idea how much we actually have a podcast for you. If there are two things we love, it's Twilight and Fast and Furious. Wow, do we have a podcast for you? Nope. Of course Nothing. Not. Yeah, they don't care. Did you hear that Stephanie Meyer uh, just said that she's going to write two more Twilight books? What? What? Yeah. Good. That means two more Twilight movies, and I'm in. Yeah. 
I hope that they bring Case 2 back. Oh, no, they're going to probably do like a, like, this is a different vampire love story on another. Yeah, fuck that. Do you, you know that Taylor Lautner married a girl named Taylor, right? And now they have a podcast called The Squeeze with Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner. Yes. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, God. Yes, she I did know my, that they, I did know, Tay, though. I did know that they were both named Taylor, but I, I would have hoped that she kept her maiden name to not be Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner. Because that's just fucking miserable. Sterling and bronze. Well, you know, she, he also, while those movies were out, dated Taylor Swift, right? Like, and when Taylor got interrupted on the stage of the VMAs by Kanye, he was like her date to that show. So, like, he just has a thing for women named Taylor. Maybe he just loves himself that much that he needs to be with someone that's named after him. Probably true. Yeah. I mean, is that a... Is that a Jacob thing, right? Yeah, Edward is Robert Pattinson. Is that a Jacob thing? Is he is he egotistic? No, yeah. maybe. <sighs> no, like you, the character wise, no, uh, I don't know. He seems kind of like he's kind of whiny. He's kind of he like, is definitely whiny. He's very whiny. That's what I remember, and like not very self confident, but also like overly self confident, just depending on what he's. Do- I don't know. He's weird. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Brian, our guest last time of the aforementioned once again high school summer party i will say once again for for some reason all of the more tweets on twitter are just serving up foreign language tweets my account the too fast account twitter's so broken unbelievable mine's pretty fine it just it just wasn't loading earlier today which like i was like oh elon <laughs> elon just broke it again so mine's, i was mine's fine. pretty fine it just doesn't work it just didn't work at all i was i wasn't getting spanish tweets no, no issues with mine other than the fact that i can't get off <laughs> totally fine guys all right um <laughs> sorry <laughs> that, that was like that reminds me of earlier this lap where you're like yeah guys tw- twitter's fine for me Tw- twitter's fine for me don't know what you're talking about oh i can't can't actually load it okay <laughs> exactly <laughs> happened twice i have like i have like a built-in level of like tolerance of stuff not working <laughs> so, so for me that's pretty fine Oh, I'm a scientist. Half the time, stuff doesn't work. It's like, oh, that's fine. You know, Twitter, Elon spent $44 billion on an app that he just broke. <laughs> yeah. Irrevocably. <sighs> oh, boy. I wonder, I wonder if there's like, there's like, they gave him like, like a little router that he can like unplug and plug back in. Like, to it, doesn't pretend. Do, it doesn't do anything. It just, like... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's just like a, like a little, like, just, it's just a plastic thing with lights on it. But they're you like, here. You could fix you know what it. Honestly, just, would be what the best thing is that instead of doing all these changes, they just built a second Twitter for Elon. Oh, and they give him a on. fake one. So yeah, like regular Twitter still exists for everybody else, and it's just like, don't tell Elon. <laughs> yeah. They and put out like from the main account. They're like, shh, everyone, we're playing. We're, we have to keep Elon happy, so we're just randomly generating all these likes for all of his posts. He will never notice. And they're like, oh man, like, but these, and like, but no tweets going viral. I'm like, yeah, man, keep going. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great, <laughs> bud. It's like, it's like when you give a kid the controller, but you don't plug it in. Uh-huh. You know, you're like, you're playing with me. Look at how good your car's doing. You're like, yeah. and they like, they like write fake news stories and like deep fake like CNN. Like Elon, an- another winning tweet. Like Wolf Blitzer's on there, just like look at look at Elon. He's the best that we've ever had. His Twitter is so good. So and it's just like, North Korea. It's that's essentially mm-hmm. what we're doing. Okay, yeah. But only Elon doesn't know. Everybody else is just like, yeah, okay. Is in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that, actually. It honestly seems easier than all the other things he's doing. 
Probably. Just build a second Twitter with all fake accounts. I think so. All the bots, they can just move them to Elon's account, and then he'll be fine. Elon, look at all these automated accounts. They're all paying you $1,000 a month. He's like, oh, man, I'm so rich. Yeah. (laughs) Brian found Julia Monet at Julia Kale. No knees to niece is my favorite Bond girl. We said, great name for a Bond girl, boy, to a podcast for you. Nope. Why would she? Even though it's only from this movie. Why would the only person who has ever interacted with that tweet ever liked it, ever retweeted, ever replied to it. Why would she ever acknowledge us? Don't know. Uh, charity number one, Matt at MHack. How did T-Pain only manage to get credited as, quote, DJ in Furious 7? It says T-Pain all over his laptop. Poor dude. We said we hope they at least brought him a drink. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nope, of course not. And then Georgie Lektarski at Lektark at Elon Musk have some here are some Tesla Model 3s if they were part of a Fast and Furious movie generated by hashtag AI, hashtag MidJourney. And we said, Elon, how have you not been in a Fast and Furious movie yet? You'd be perfect as your favorite character, Elon Musk. Boy, to have a podcast and a film franchise for you. And we screenshotted IMDb where he plays Elon Musk in nine or ten different things. Yep. Uh, no. Mm. Actually, Elon retweeted it, believe it or not. We are the most popular podcast on planet Earth. <laughs> only, only, only on our version of Twitter that they mm-hmm. have just given to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, they, bought, they, they built two other Twitters. They bought they built one for Elon, Elon and they built one, one for, for us. Vest, yeah, where everybody just ignores all of our tweets. You know what? Maybe he's right about the fucking algorithm now that I think about it. We should have more interaction. I'm with Elon. The fact that we once again did six tweets that are hyper-specific and curated to people tweeting about specific weird things that no one else on planet Earth really cares about, and we're like, hey, we care, this is a good idea, and the fact that none of them even liked a tweet honestly seems weird. Right? That's what I say. All right, what you guys got? Okay, I got one. It's a banger, though, okay? Send it to me. Here, I gotta send you. It's a three-parter, and it's a it's a tome. Okay, this is from History is Cool at Known Good Geek. Okay? okay? I am and always will be a fan of Fast and Furious franchise, even without two big family members absent. I'm glad it's continuing and bringing in some new blood. I am also happy that they are not trying to replace Brian. That's probably why I keep coming back to the franchise. The character in any other franchise that would have been replaced with new with a new pretty face like the women stay and the ones again any other action franchise you think is going to keep the government help disappear and do not show up the next film curious why they haven't proposed a 20 years later tv show with all of their children doing similar things but back in a single city underground street race racing antics like og to start a new set of cast and family elements to continue the story for a new audience the last part though nailed Mm -hmm. it we've Mm -hmm. said this before we say we would love for them to restart the franchise with baby brian and what is brian and mia's kid's name jack jack we think that they would be perfect for it and we've said this before boy do we have a podcast for you but the real question is are they going to use the white Baby Brian or Ooh. the brown Baby Brian? Maybe just the, every movie, different race, different ethnicity. Oh, and then there's just like an Asian Baby Brian. He can, be, Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. The United Colors of Baby Benetton. 
I'm saying we would love for them to restart the franchise with Baby Brian and Jack at the core of it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. I only retweeted the third one because I felt like it makes no sense on its own. But, you know, I I, I don't want to really blow up this person's responses. But, you know, it's I think the fact that if, if, if they if they wrote a three tweet. Thread, yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought that it was that. It was recent, and they make a thought that we've had before, and say I'm the biggest Fast and the Furious fan. I fan. I keep coming back to this franchise. Yes, I hope that this is a good one. Please join us. History is cool. Please, Montez, hit us with your Stefan Urkel. So this is Stefan Urkel mm-hmm. at Office of Steve. The actors are getting sold in the Fast and Furious franchise. The next movie will be them stuck in the grocery store parking lot. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I think canonically, CGI de-aging them is keeping them young. So I think I inherently disagree with this premise, but also, yes. this is your tweet. This is not mine. Yeah. I would say as long as Brian still has the minivan, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yeah. Perfect. As long as Brian keeps his minivan, we're in. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Love it. I found Josh Frelinger at JFra on Twitter. When they went to space in F9, everyone asked, quote, how can they finally top this? But the fact that much of the action in Fast X takes place around the Vatican gives us a hint. The climactic race will take us through hell, purgatory, and paradise, as described in Dante's Inferno. And then he responds to his own tweet saying, Pope Francis makes a special guest appearance as himself, grimly sprinkling holy water on Dom's car for protection just before he drives into the secret hell borehole underneath St. John Lateran. Oh, I like that. And it's also the Da Vinci Code at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to say, because you know how I found this? Do you know how I found this tweet? I, I would like to know. I searched Dante F9. I searched Dante Fate of the Furious, and nobody tweeted about that. And I searched Dante F9, and this was the only tweet that came up. Because Dante's Inferno, because nobody's calling Momoa, like everybody's just saying Momoa, not Dante. Right. I'm going to yeah. say why something along the lines of like, why name him Dante if you're not going to do this? Oh, yeah. Dante. How do you feel about the name Dante? Like, not as a character name, but just like in general. It's better than bronze. It's Sterling, you're right. I'm saying this seems like a slam dunk. Why name Jason Momoa's character Dante if you're not going to do this? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. Um, I don't like Dante as a name. I think Dante gives very kind of like, ner- I, I think he's bucking the trend. I think Dante is kind of like, like I think clerks, right? Dante is clerks, right? Like it's kind of like a nerdy, disaffecting kind of just like not a muscly dude. So I think they're kind of like subverting tropes here. Okay, that works. I think it's interesting to name a character like this Dante though. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to skip the car guessing game today because we did a half an hour at the top. I agree. Yes. But... Montez, thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me back as I continue to fuck up the Ru- Montez ruin this minute. Podcast. Ruin this podcast one episode. No, time. no, <laughs> never, ever. Never, ever. I do like Mike's JJ and J, parenthetical, M. I think that's pretty nice. It, it worked well. I like that. Good job, Mike. Uh, but yeah, so Montez, you'll be back in three weeks to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. And then we got F9, then we got our tune-up, and then... Like two or three weeks after the tune-up, Fast Ten comes out. So like we'll get we'll get you back on in June to talk about that. You you got the invite. You said it'd be one. What'd you say? What was your your response to the email? What I say? It'd be one hell of a ride. Something like that. I thought there was something, something like I, that. 
If I if I wasn't so far away. You said to me, that would be dot 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 one hell of a ride. Frowny face. Hell. So yeah. Well, you're you're invited. If you if you find your way up here, you know, on a on a Thursday night and you want to spend that time at a movie theater in the middle of nowhere in New York. Near a big mall. In a big mall. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fun. We got already like I think eight people, so we're we're rolling pretty deep. You know, I'm expecting to get more people to say yes, but I'm sure know, we, yeah. we would love to have you, Montez. I know, I know, but I'll be in New York the next month. Well, in true. June. No, well, the, okay, yeah, but that doesn't really help us. I know. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's expensive. Joe, our next episode we're going to record early next week, so before our main feed episode next week of the Pacifier, you and I will be talking about Jason Rainey's patron pick of Truck Rascals Five. I'm excited. Boshi, the Brave. I'm very, very excited. I will also say, Jason Rainey. So people, our patrons, know the next lap's theme. We talked about that in the Best of Times, the bonus episode, the surprise bonus episode we put out on Super Bowl Sunday with Kurt Russell as a quarterback, Robin Williams in there. Brian joined us once again. Yes. We talked about the theme for next lap, which doesn't start for months. So if you want to get in on the theme, TooFast2Forever.com, check that out. I will say, Brian, we talked a lot in that episode about his picks. Brian gave us picks for his in-between lap, which... He just gets because he's Brian and yeah. next lap. And then Jason Rainey this morning sent me his pick for next lap, too. So Jason Rainey's cool. in there. Second pick coming in next sometime, you know, late June. We got Jason's second pick coming up. But next week, we're doing Truck Rascals 5, Ichibanboshi the Brave. Ichibanboshi means first star, apparently, in Japanese. I don't know anything about this movie. We'll find out next week. Ichiban is number one. Greatest Ichiban. number one. Kieran Ichiban, yeah, and Ichiban Boshi, I guess, is first star, like the first, whatever. The best star, number, most star, whatever. Then we got The Pacifier, then we got Life in the Fast Lane for Too Fast, Too Furious, Minute 83, then we got Hobbs and Shaw, so we got some fun stuff coming up, normal stuff, but Montez coming back. We also have a special guest next week for The Pacifier, who has not been on the show in a very long time. I need to look up who it is. stay tuned for that. I can use Bleep Technology, it's... Oh, fuck yeah, cool, yeah. Hasn't been on for a very long time, actually. Hasn't been on in a very long time. They were on a special kind of bonus thing that I was thinking about recently, before Mm -hmm. the world ended. I don't know if they've been on since then, who knows, but... Yeah, they'll be back next week. Cool. I'm saying they as in just to to further mask. Yeah, to make it big. I get it. Uh, Well, yeah, Truck Rascals 5, The Pacifier, Life in the Fast Lane, and Hobbs and Shaw... Very exciting stuff coming up. And for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us about the trailer or about anything, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page, please, and thank you at TooFastTooForever.com and our store over on TeePublic. And come back next week for The Pacifier. And if you're a patron, early next week for Truck Rascals 5. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was the mastermind behind the Montez Minute. Montez, you want to plug anything? No. And we'll tell you all about it. <laughs> when we see you again. <laughs>